you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. Are we are back here, Gumbo Show, on the Tabasco Terrace at the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off here in New Iberia. It is almost 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Gumbo Palooza Day. That is Sunday, October the 10th. We are having a great time here. We are joined right now by one of our co-judges from yesterday's Youth Gumbo Cook-Off. Also, uh, just a guy who knows a lot more about things than we do, Morgan Landry who is an R&D chef with Magic Seasoning Blends, magicseasoningblends.com, joins us now on the show. Morgan, how's it going so far? Pretty good. It's pretty warm out here, but I think it's gumbo weather because it's, well, it's weather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't get into the gumbo yes, we season. Will. Yeah, we are going to gumbo uh, season debate Fame, here. Uh, Feynman yeah. is very, very uh, adamant I'm that there is a gumbo, gumbo season. season. I'm making an out-of-season foray into pots of gumbo. How did it taste today, Feynman? Did it taste good? The gumbo tasted good. Which ones you had today? I've had so many gumbos, yeah. I don't remember which ones. On a super hot had. day, so I mean, I mean, gumbo weather, right? Yeah, gumbo yeah. weather. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's gumbo eating weather is today, yeah. but today, whatever today is, is gumbo eating weather. Normally, this is a bit warmish for gumbo, <laughs> but it's a great festival. Morgan, what have you seen out there that's impressed you today? I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've had one gumbo today because I've been watching the kids. But it was booth one over there, the seafood gumbo. Watching your current- kids, right? Yeah. Okay. Just not, making sure. <laughs> not watching all the kids, just my kids. Booth one, Curtis Louvier, he had a uh, seafood gumbo, which was delicious. Yeah. But he, did you guys try we it? Did. We did. Yeah. He had that seafood sausage in there. Yeah. I would, the, tell me about that. Uh, that's why I put yeah. it at I the talk, end. I talked to him for a little bit about it. Um, apparently, it was supposed to be a boudin that they just turned into a sausage. Um, shrimp, crab, and crawfish. Yeah, and it was delicious. Yeah. It it really and like we've talked about this on the show before. I, I'm definitely much more generally a chicken and sausage Me too. guy. Me too. You know, it, if if a seafood gumbo is going to come in there, it better be a really good seafood gumbo. Mm-hmm. That gumbo, like I I licked the bottom. Yeah. Of that styrofoam container, it was fantastic. Yeah, I think we went through three containers. Well, you got it before they ran out, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they ran so, out fast. They did run they did. out I fast. He was the first one to run out. Plus, uh, he had a line uh, immediately. Yeah. And he is now a finalist. He held up his sign. He is a finalist. Is he? Yeah. Nice. He's what, el- what else have you seen out here today? Um, you've only had that one gumbo. But yeah. What did you see yesterday? We were on the kids' gumbo. Yeah. So yesterday. And the mean beans. We did. Great, yeah. We yeah. did the the red beans with these guys, and then all of us yeah. did the kids' gumbo. Man. Red beans. Eh. Kids gumbo, every single one. Yeah. If I got in a restaurant, I would have been happy with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every single yeah. one. That's exactly what I was saying. And yeah. there were three red beans that were good? Yeah. I mean, the red right. beans, it kind of ran the gamut. And honestly, you know, I don't know who's listening. Maybe we got one of the competitors. Uh, there was one, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert chef, but when you make red beans, you kind of need to cook them. Like there was one, <laughs> there was one that was. There was one where cooked. I was like, you know, you know, you, you should probably turn the burner on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that one. <laughs> I think that might have been the same one where I had a bean that wasn't cooked all the way through. Yeah. Right. No, so we all agreed that was cooked and undercooked at the that same. That was our right. lowest score. Right. Well, see, I mean, that that deserve that's a special trick. That deserves like a special prize. Yeah. If yeah. you can overcook and undercook a bean <laughs> right. in the same dish. That's funny. But then we did the kids' gumbos, and yeah, like you said, all of them they were, all good. were delicious. They kind of ran yeah. the gamut. 
I just I, I was jealous of all you guys. I, I felt like I had more kids standing yes, over my did. shoulder. <laughs> and, and I could tell when I was judging their gumbo because they would get excited or disappointed because they were yeah. looking at my scores. Yeah. No pressure, time. man. No yeah, pressure. What did you think about like, that with the kids just over just, your I'm shoulders? I'm used to it. This is my fourth year judging okay, the kids' you're used gumbo. To it. But it. usually we do it right out here where these guys are. Oh, yeah. wow. In a room, it's a little bit different. I like the air conditioning. Me too. Yeah, yeah. much better. I, uh, I will say, and I don't think we've discussed this on the show, but the way they did it, so like Dave and you, Morgan, were kind of at the other end of the table. So I was the last person with almost every single gumbo. Yeah. And y'all were making fun of my three test method, but I was just getting more bites of gumbo. Right. Was, we so explain plan. it to me. Were you trying to get broth, then sausage, then chicken, or were you just really hungry? Hungry. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> no. I was, I did definitely try both the protein and the broth. Like I wanted to know, you know, and then, and then some, most of them I wanted to try just a little bit, maybe with a little bit of both, but also I was also really hungry. Yeah. And I was just enjoying, the gumbos were just good. So I was they like, were really good. Yeah. they weren't charging me tickets for them or anything. I so I was like, I'm just gonna keep eating. Yeah. With the red beans. I know we probably all had different like uh, uh, methods. I never got sausage with the red beans. I just wanted the beans and yep. whatever sauce. Yep. And then for the gumbo, I made sure I had broth, oh, chicken, yeah. and sausage. Did yeah. you get the gumbo? Did you taste one of the chicken hearts in the chicken heart gumbo? Was that the one with the big, the big, uh... No, I had, it was like this big. I, I put it in my mouth, and I thought it was an olive or something. I was like, what is this circular little thing? And I didn't know what it was. And then you told me? Yeah. Then one of them had chicken hearts in it. I love chicken heart, but I don't think I got it in a spoonful. Yeah. Now, I see, think I, I got was, one. See, I don't I, know. Maybe I. We didn't, were sitting down there. That was one of the ones I tasted a bunch of times. Like <laughs> I was spooning through the thing, trying to figure out I what the all last was one. in there. No, yeah. see, I, I, I was, had the chicken leg with the skin that he stole. Oh yeah. 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 And I did the same thing. So, so my, my strategy on the red beans was I, I would try to do one bite that kind of included everything, so I can kind of get like this is what it would taste like if I was eating it at home. And then I was trying to do one with like just the beans, just to get a sense of like years like, like how they actually cooked it. And then same thing with the gumbo. I would try to do one with the protein and one was just the broth. But I noticed too, with the kids gumbo, the more like the longer it took, like the last ones, like the more it's starting to separate and you're getting more oil up at the top. Yeah. So I felt like I had to go back and kind of do a second round with those because like remember the very last one, the I'm last sure the, one. The, the, the gumbo tasted fine, but it's, it separated so much. It was just like the top of it was just oil. Yeah. I know so on that on that first appearance check, yeah, she was just walking you. around. You'd be like, oh, that's bad appearance. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was kind of grading some of them down for that first appearance. When you stirred them, they looked great and they, they really were great. I really liked that last one. I, I thought the same thing when I saw the oil. Yeah. And then once it was all stirred together, it kind of stayed together. Yeah. And it had a, it had a really nice mouthfeel. A little bit oily, but it was still really good. Morgan, do yeah. you make gumbo? I do. I do. What's uh, what's your top gumbo tip or secret? Ooh. Since you're not competing here, you could share secrets. Um, always a dark. If you're making chicken sausage gumbo yep. or any kind of poultry gumbo, like a roasted chicken broth where you roast the bones and the vegetables. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like to wax poetic about you know taking an hour and a half to make a dark roux. It's like 15, 20 minutes, man. Yeah. Heavy pot, get it hot, yep. add your oil, wait till the oil's smoking, add your flour and whisk it. Yeah. Whisk I, it and whisk it and whisk it and I, whisk it. And then once, you always have to have your trinity ready. So once it's to the color you want, you add that and you have you don't have to worry about burning or anything. Right. Now he right. was he was dogging me for my microwave roux yesterday. Microwave I was roux. just giving microwave you a little, <laughs> yeah. a little something. So, yeah, I, well. I kind of want to try it. 
It's so, a it's a show tradition to dog Dave for his yes. microwave room. But but again, and it's a show tradition for me to tell you why you're wrong, which is <laughs> you know the the I mean because it just helps it to where like there's no risk of burning it. It's like it's almost I mean maybe it's possible. I've never I've I've burned a roux before. Um, I've never burned one in the microwave, and it's just like it's like you're just kind of bringing it up at the right speed. And the, and also the heat is uniform because it's a microwave. So give so. me the method. You didn't tell me the method yet. So so basically, I'll, I'll mix the oil and flour. Um, it like basically. Is like it half and half like a regular? Yeah, room? yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, same, 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 uh, same like one to one ratio. And then uh, I'll mix that like in like in a glass container. I'll put it in the microwave. I'll usually do six minutes in the microwave just to start, and then after that I'll stir it. Uh, and then I'll put it back in for two minutes and then take it out. And you, so basically you just do two, after that you do two minute increments until it's the color that you want. And what I usually do is I've got my, my Trinity ready in the pot that I'm cooking the gumbo in, like already diced up and stuff. And I just pour the roux onto the Trinity because it's still, it's still piping hot. Yeah, it starts and cooking it, the it starts cooking a little bit. I'll put that on the heat just a little bit just to make sure I get my, my onions caramelized and stuff like that. And then after that I start making a gumbo just like anybody else would. Um, but I like it just because, I mean, frankly, with little kids running around, I also don't have to worry about it popping and hitting a kid and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's just in the microwave, kind of like away. Um, it's like, it's a little bit safer without, with like all the little rug rats running I around. I blame the kids if they get burnt. That's <laughs> Shouldn't be that close to the roof. My, 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 wife, my wife blames me. So that's yeah. that's what matters. Yeah, you got to be scared of that. Yeah. All right. Well, well, great. Well, Morgan, thanks so much for joining us today. You Absolutely. can find you work. It's magicblends.com. Magicseasoningblends.com. Oh, no, no, no. I want, a, little, I want oh. a couple more minutes. So what do you do? I do research and development. Right. So what is your typical day? This, like, this is like intrigues me. Oh, that's a good question. All right. Let me bring you through it. I, I get there about 15 minutes early. All right. All because right. Because if you're not early, you're late. That's right. Wait, <laughs> what, what time is 15 minutes ahead of what? Usually, so work starts at 8. I get there about 7.45. Gotcha. Yeah. Put on some coffee. Uh-huh. Put the trash bag in the uh, the trash can. There you go. Turn on my computer. Drink my coffee. Don't even worry about emails. None of the emails are important until I have at least one cup of coffee in Right. Me. And then I start going over projects. So if there's um, projects from other companies, because we do co-packing, whether it's a, a mom and pop or a chain restaurant or someone... You know, you know how it is down here. Everyone has their own seasoning. That's right. You go to Rouse's, you go to Winn Dixie, wherever you step. Going. Hit them with the two step. Hit them with, with the two step. step. Y'all put, do that. Put that on a cracker, bro. You go back for <laughs> we him. Don't this do interview that. is fire. I think they. Yeah. I think Targill does that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I want to try it because I like his channel. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, so I'll work on whatever projects I have for seasoning, and we also do recipe development using our own seasonings for our website and for our social media right and if it's a if it's a new seasoning or a, a, a new recipe and it's good and it's approved by the president of the company i'll end up taking a picture of it so i'm also a photographer there you go a terrible terrible photographer but follow us on uh, facebook and instagram and twitter at Magic Seasoning Blends, and, and you'll see my great work. Your yeah. photos, most some of them. Yeah, yeah. We, we contract that also, also but right. the ones that don't look professional are probably mine. There you yeah. go. Yeah. When I heard you were an R and D chef, I figured it was just a lot of paperwork. Yeah. No. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. He was kidding. Um, much do you less cook, than. Do you taste at work? What do you? All of it, man. Do you do all that stuff. Yeah, like so. Um, another big aspect of my job for, because there's so many seasonings that come in. Our uh, purchaser order, orders the seasonings, but a pre-shipment comes in 
comes yeah. straight to R&D. So say it's, it's, it's a certain type of black pepper. I'll have to taste it and approve it. And then he'll put it, uh, put an actual order in for it. It comes in a week or two later, goes to QC, which is quality control. And then I have to taste it again to make yeah. sure it matches. Right. So like, just like a, it's an important palette. Very yeah. valuable this palette. Is, this is one of my favorite like stats from work is we have three types of paprika that we use. And the the one that we use the most is called Paprika 120, and uh -huh. the, it's 120. It's the ASTA score. That's how much color is uh, not penetrable but extractable. And we go through 1.2 million pounds of it a year. Wow. And we have over 350 ingredients in-house. All right. I'm more of a so Paprika 120 other, guy myself. So 122. All, uh, first of all, I think I, like, I'm learning because you called it Paprika as opposed to Paprika. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm from here. <laughs> paprika. No, that's fine. Uh, I've heard it both ways. What are the other, you got Paprika 120. What are the other paprikas? Paprika 85, which is lower extractable color, and we have a smoked paprika. I've always yeah. been kind of a Paprika 85 guy. Yeah. yeah. Really? I have no idea what you're talking I'm about. I'm 122. I didn't know there would, I buy paprika in the store. I'm like, eh, hey, it's paprika. It's usually garbage. Oh. oh I'm just go. saying. When All right. I didn't know that until I started working there and I started tasting this. Because Chef Paul was, it didn't, paprika is usually used for colors. For him, it was all about taste. And you taste the paprika we get and you're like, dang. It's wow. so good. It's yeah. so good. So you were trained by the chef, right? Yeah. A little, okay. a little bit. A little a bit. A little bit. Okay. But he yeah. found you. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to interview with him. I had to cook for him. Right. Before yeah. that, you were you were a restaurant, like a... I worked in catering and restaurants. Like a, directly before that, I was a catering chef at the World War II Museum in New Orleans. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks again for educating us a little bit on sure. the different paprikas and a number of other, <laughs> a number of other topics that we don't know much about. Thanks for stopping by. It's been great. <laughs> thanks for having to me. hang out with you, man. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. All right. Great. All right. Take All right. Some thanks. Gumbo, boys. Yes. I should. <laughs>